When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My good friend Brian Kilmeade is joining me on the podcast today, not only because he loves to work and do extra appearances on shows outside of Fox and Friends and the Brian Kilmeade Show on the radio and One Nation on the weekend, holy moly, but Brian, in his spare time, likes to write books about important leaders in history. His latest is called Teddy and Booker T, How Two American Icons Blazed a Path for Racial Equality. He's been taking his book tour on the road, traveling to different cities across the country, and you can find out if he's visiting a city near you by visiting briankillme.com. But before you do that, I hope you will listen to our conversation with one of my favorite people in the whole wide world and the hardest worker in the Fox News building. Here is Brian Kilmeade on the Janice Dean podcast. Brian Kilmeade, you made the Dean's List. I'm honored. Yeah. I feel like I, but I listen to the Dean's List every day I'm on, so on radio. I'm so happy about that. Right. And it's you do my a great favorite job. thing. I appreciate that. The reason I have a podcast is because of you. Because I said, why do? Why isn't that on a show? Yeah. Why is that? And, and then you said, it could be a podcast. You right. know, well, I don't know if it's worth it. And now you're doing it. Is it every week? Is it? I do it twice a week. Okay. And we, I think we almost have a million downloads. That's fantastic. Yeah. And now that you're here, there will be over a million downloads. Or you'll lose some subscribers. <laughs> no. I, I I sometimes can do that. Oh, stop I can be it. somewhat polarizing. You're here because you're my friend. You made the Dean's List, but you also have an incredible new book out. Teddy and Booker T, How Two American Icons Blazed a Path for Racial Equality. This is an important book. Why? Well, I'm trying to move up through time. Started with George Washington, then with Thomas Jefferson, the Tripoli Pirates. Got through the War of 1812 with Andrew Jackson. Then Sam Houston, because we acquired Texas, double the size of our country, what we went through to do it, and why And Jackson mentored Sam Houston. And then I thought, okay, I got to handle the Civil War, but it's the most, it's most written about war ever. How could I bring something new to it? And I got to bring characters. How could I bring something new to Lincoln? Douglas was the Frederick Douglass's book by David Blight was number one of the bestseller list. I would have I just talked about how they interacted with each other and made our country better at the most critical time, mm-hmm. and how unlikely their success was. This guy beyond impoverished, and the other one beyond challenged as a slave who was a fugitive and became a, a worldwide personality and activist. And then before I read Frederick Douglass, I read Booker T. Washington yeah. because it said up from slavery, yeah. his autobiography. And then you read it, you can't put it down. You go, is, could this have happened? I mean, to have a nine-year-old remember being called to the house where he was enslaved and have a Union soldier read something, which he later would find out was the Emancipation Proclamation, and have his mother break into tears and say, I grab her and her brother and goes, we are free. And they go back to the cabin. They say, now what do we do? Uh, Literally, what do you do? What do you do? They sleep on the floor already. Mm. They have the same meal every day of their lives. She had to sneak in to the farm, to the chicken coop to get additional eggs to feed these guys. They remember it. They never felt that they were denied anything. Just goes to show you Mm -hmm. when you look at Ukrainian kids and what they're going through. 
So they just said, okay, I remember my mom's, my future stepfather, because he never knew his father, going on a wagon and heading to West Virginia because they heard they were hiring with salt mines. Mm -hmm. And he's claustrophobic. And he wants to go to school. All he wants to do is go to school. And all they could say is, you can't go to school. We have to earn money. We have no money. Mm -hmm. So they start building up their lives. And he remembers, he sees these marks on their equipment, their sacks of, of, of salt. So what is that? And he realized, they told him, it's 18. The first thing he ever learned was one and an eight. He's like, I got to learn to count. I got to learn letters. And when you talk about power of positive thinking, I don't know if you believe this. Tell me if you don't. What? But sometimes if you really want something to happen, you think about it. You I believe picture that. it. Yep. So I'm watching this happen, and he's writing this in 1890, 1900, and he and just all he wants to do is learn. All he wants to do is learn, and he overhears two kids talking, saying, I'm not going back there. No way am I going. She's a witch. She's a horrible person. And who is it? It's this woman, Viola Ruffner. What did she want? Things done right. So these kids quit. He goes, well, what, what did he quit? He goes, oh, there's, ne I, there's never enough hours in the day. She works us to the bone. I'm, I'm going to get another job. Tell my parents. So she, he said, can I go and see if she wants people? So she shows up. Turns out she's strict, but she just wants things done right. How do you do things right? She sees something in this little Booker T. Washington kid, mm. and she starts asking him to do stuff. There's nothing that she asks him to do that she doesn't do right. Then she starts saying, this is the way you hold your vows. This is the way you speak. This is the way you stand. This is the way you brush your teeth. This is the way you wear certain things. He goes, why don't you just live here? And he goes, well, what do you want? I, I like to learn to read. And convinces his mom if he can go back to school if he works here. And then mm -hmm. she starts enhancing his education to the point where he's 16. And he says, I got to go to college. I got to go to college. And he hears these two men saying, man, I wish I was younger because I hear if you can get to Hampton College, they'll let you in for free. Wow. That's all he needs. He's envisioning it. Has it happened? He heads that direction, 400 miles, shows up after four tries, finally convinces them to give them a chance. Why? They ask him to clean a classroom. Who taught him how to clean? Mm. Viola Ruffner. Who taught him how to clean better than anybody else? Her. And he goes, who helped you with this? Let me see you clean another classroom. She goes, okay, I'm convinced. You're, you probably got something. You go to school at night, you're a janitor during the day. Well, we'd call it a janitor. Yes. You clean the room during the day. He ends up being the best student they had. They ask him to stick around, be a teacher. And when they roll out a brand new college on a deal to get the black phone in Alabama, they said, yeah, in 30 days you have to get in. He goes, well, who do you recommend? General Armstrong, you're the best in the business, white guy, who's running a historically black college, Hampton. He said, I got Booker T. Washington. He goes, no, I want a white guy. He goes, well, it's the only guy I'm recommending. Wow. So he shows up and it's a one-room shed with a leaky roof. He's got one week to get students. He gets 35. It ends up being 1,500 people. They end up learning a skill, Mike Rowe style. You can go to school, but you got to learn a trade. Yep. And that's why I told Mike Rowe this three years ago, and he remembers. I go, look at these quotes. They said, you have, he goes, at this point in America, in the South, white people don't want to hire you. You have to be invaluable, work for yourself. So you're going to farm, you're going to be construction, you're going to be a blacksmith, whatever it is. Yep. And you're going to learn the school. You're going to learn how to stand. You're going to learn how to present yourself. You're going to learn to look people in the eye. He was changed. He was changing a population of people not to be famous yes. because he believed in the country and he had this mission. Then he went north and started impressing Andrew Carnegie, uh, J, uh, J.P. Morgan, the Rosenwald, who started Sears, who would combine on schools for him, uh, which we would call charter schools today, it sounds like to me, by the way they're described. And then to see Teddy Roosevelt pop up in all of his writings, he wrote The Larger Education, Teddy Roosevelt again. I go, wait a second. 
He's in my backyard. I know Tweed Roosevelt, the great grandson. Yeah. You know him because you spoke at the Roosevelt School. <laughs> With you. And then he, I don't know, did he tell you that as a kid, he played at Sagamore Hill with his great grandmother's yes. house? Yes. It was Teddy's wife. Yes. And we went on a tour of that. Uh, and he took us on a tour. Tweed Roosevelt. Yeah. And it's a link to history. It is unbelievable. And he talked about the relationship that Teddy had with Booker T. Uh, and it was like no other. And to invite him to the White House, that had never happened before. And it was a mess. Yeah. Because America wasn't ready for it. And the headlines will make you But he didn't crawl. care. Yeah. Roosevelt didn't care. Well, he pushed back, but he realized I got to be smarter about this if I if I want the black vote number one, or if I don't want to hurt Booker T, because people can get angry, burn down Tuskegee. Yeah. And what he did is he, when he gets the invite from the president, he comes over. Why? They're friends. Yes. And he's helping them. He said, "Get me the you would love this," and I'll paraphrase it. I'm going to ask you for judges. I'm going to ask you for postmaster generals. I'm going to ask you for a lot of recommendations. Don't tell me the, don't give me somebody because of the color of their skin. Oh. Just give me the best person. Yes. This is, you know, you're talking about, you know, 1901, 1905. This is unbelievable. And that's what I wanted to show people. Before Kaepernick takes a knee and you say how bad it is after the George Floyd riots, get a perspective mm. on how far we've come. Yeah. Yeah. You want to make the last strides? Absolutely. And compare it to the rest of the world and show that they saw the potential in America and they made it better rather than taking a knee and condemning it for what you think it is. Mm -hmm. And that's why I thought if I present this, prove we're not ducking slavery, we're not ducking the horrors of it, Jim Crow, poll taxes. But if I tell you the story and then tell you what they did to overcome it and some inspiring people along the way, these horrible white people that helped out Booker T. Washington— who were the richest men in the world and wanted to wanted to help other people? Mm-hmm. I thought that uh, it would give America the the people that decided to buy it to watch the special on Fox Nation a perspective on what this country is and how far we've come. Mm-hmm. What do you think Teddy Roosevelt would say about what's going on right now? Um, number one. We were not the superpower we are today. Hmm. He was all about projecting strength and growing a navy and growing an army and yes. being formidable. And we weren't. But we were emerging. He'd go, wait a second. We are the strongest kid on the block with the most robust uh, uh, economy who seems to be self-hating and mm-hmm. loathing and yeah. unappreciative of what we have. And he'd be showing a lot more muscle in the Middle East, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. And he would have – there was no Israel back then. Uh, but the Balfour Declaration was 1922. So when they was started moving towards getting a homeland back in uh, for the Jewish community into what we now know as Israel. But he'd be showing a lot more strength. He'd be demanding a lot more pride. And he'd make sure history was in the curriculum. Hmm. I mean, he was a historian. The guy wrote the, the history of the War yes. of 1812 in college. And I think that is the biggest problem that we have with youth today. Uh, they don't know the history behind this yeah. very complicated war that's unfolding, that's happening before right. our eyes. But they think they do. To, instead of a, TikTok be, is their history, right? I don't think there's a doubt about it. Yeah, and that's what scares me the most right now, is that you have all of these kids who are getting their information, most of their important information that they're making decisions on from social media. And, that, and campus causes. Right. And that's also very I mean, I can't even watch the news sometimes, Brian, seeing what's happening on all of our college campuses. Um, it can't be 2023. It, it, it's 
shocking. It, it's stunning. And Andy McCarthy really alerted me to it and said, I wrote a book in 2011. I said exactly this. And I called Senator Schumer and said, yes, and you, you, I mean, I'm a prosecutor. You never heard of me. I'm a columnist. But there is a movement on campus to undermine Israel and Jews on campus. And it started in the 60s. And it's 2011 now. I'm writing this book. It is worse than you thought. And he couldn't really get a response. And now look, like, where is Schumer now? Why doesn't he use his power as an American, the most powerful American, American Jewish in New York, this huge city? Why are you not using some of that power now to educate people and demand that lunatics like uh, 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 Omar and Tlaib and the whole squad? What about AOC? Yeah. I mean, she's marginally better. It's uh, it's frightening. I've actually had Democrats. I have some friends that are Democrats and they have said to me they've watched more Fox News. Everyone's saying this. They that's all they can watch because we're the only channel that's sympathetic towards them and bringing their stories. Right. Like I watch Caitlin Collins, who I know I haven't talked to in a long time, but when she's at the Daily Caller, Mm -hmm. she asked. The former spokesperson for the government, Regev, Revev, uh, Regev, uh, R-E-G-E-V, six times, how many celebrity, uh, how many civilians were killed in that uh, refugee bombing? Yes. He said, I don't know. I, I wouldn't know that. We're not on the ground there, but we do know that we've gotten these uh, terrorists and that's where they are. We told everyone to move south. They have uh, massacred us. And he, Well, how many? Six times. Kept saying it. How many? I said, see, another thing is he brought up a great point. He said, I'm watching your video now of the explosion. These are all military-age men. Hamas does not wear uniforms. Mm. So if they're, if you're 24 years old, you're walking around, really, Hamas is going to not make you put that headband on yeah. and grab a gun after you've been indoctrinated your whole life that, that Jews are the problem and Israel has to be expunged? So I don't think it's as important. This blood is all on Hamas's hands. Mm. All of it. Yeah. And they choose, you know, was it one of the questions, one of the questions to the political side of Hamas, one of these representatives was, um, why do you build tunnels and not bomb shelters for the people? Because these bombs are happening. He goes, because we build the bomb shelters for Hamas. We don't build, we don't build, we don't, we build the tunnels for the Hamas to fight. We don't, we don't build bomb shelters for the people. Wow. Like, why would you even ask that? Wow. Well, it would show you cared about the people. Yeah, which they don't. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. We'll have more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. How do you go on television and deliver terrible news like this every day? I feel like, does it wear on you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I thought the hardest thing out of everything was the pandemic was ridiculous because we kept broadcasting for the most ridiculous dealing with delays and coming back and not seeing an end to this and not trusting the people that were involved in it. Yeah. To me, but to me, that was the most frustrating. Yeah. But this, okay. This reminds me, see, I know Hamas wasn't going away and Hezbollah wasn't going away. So Iran's not going away. 
So every day that they were allowed to get stronger and bigger, there was always the potential of this happening. Yeah. It wasn't that much of a surprise. But the fact that it happened the way it did in the horrible way what, what October 7th was is terrible. But they are addressing a problem that they thought they could navigate, but now they got to confront. Yes. I think on some level, they want Hezbollah to fully engage because they're going to get destroyed. It's hard to go at a country that just rockets you. So they went in halfway in 2006, did some damage. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to. I want Hezbollah to put down their guns and become part of the government. But if they're allowed to survive and Hamas gets destroyed, you're only putting off the next October 7th because Iran's going to just finance them. Islamic Jihad Hamas will come out of the ashes. They'll have a definitely be more savvy about it. But I almost wish that can everybody in this room that dislikes them come forward? Because I like to kick your ass all at once <laughs> because I don't want to do it every 10 years. Yeah. And they can. Yeah. What do you, how do you think the leadership with Netanyahu is going right now? Yeah, they say he's in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And, and there's most everybody agrees he's in a lot of trouble. And he was almost catatonic the first few days. He was invisible. So they did a coalition government. This is a guy that, used to the first time I saw him was in the Persian Gulf War in 93 as a spokesperson to relay to America what was happening this guy thrives in these situations except he was prime minister on the worst attack in history and it, and he wasn't able to stop it for hours you know those little cards they found on the Hamas fighters yes it said that they thought they had 15 minutes before our they were the our Israelis were fully mobilized this went on for hours they never responded. They got onto military bases. They infiltrated and hatcheted people up. They got nine times as many hostages as they ever dreamed. So now it's a problem. They got to keep them and, and they got to do their thing. But the only reason they didn't get hit right away is because of these hostages. Mm -hmm. So this was a well-planned out. Yes, very well-planned. So I think he's going to have a trouble surviving. But do you get rid of a prime minister now? I don't really, we don't do that parliamentary thing. <laughs> You know, we don't. Yeah. Uh, how in much involvement is the U.S. going to have with this? Well, I mean, they're hitting us every day in Syria and Iraq. I got an email. I got a, a long, what do they call it, snail mail just in yes. my mailbox? Yeah. So I've gotten about five emails because I mentioned this on air. Can you imagine being sitting on those bases and 2,500 people in Iraq getting rocketed and being told you can't go get the guys? Yeah. You know exactly who did it? And then you're stuck in Syria, 900 people. Everybody wants to kill you. Can't go get the guys. And I got emails from people saying, my kid is over there. And they sit there. The rocketing is so much worse than they thought. And guess what? One other person wrote me and said, I have kids. I have, my son is in Kuwait. And they've been hit. Wait a second. Kuwait? No one told us about that. Can you imagine what they're holding back from us? Wow. So we're not even allowed to go out. And the only thing they understand, and you know, we just saw Mike Pompeo on and Rubio understands it. You don't want a bigger war, but if you want a bigger, if you don't want a bigger war, show them what what that would look like. Yes. You wipe out all these militias, you kill them all. Mm -hmm. They're dead enders anyway. Yeah. And then you say, okay, I know exactly who trained them. Yeah. Iran. It's see, I. It's hard to. It's hard to sit there and watch it unfold. It almost seems like it's not real. I know. And I don't know where we go from here. But the problem is, going back to your book. We have to know the history behind these things because it always does repeat right. itself. And if we don't teach the lessons that you're trying to put out there, 
then the kids are not going to get it ever. They're just not. And if we don't have the institutions to make sure that they read this and learn and be tested on it, then we might as well give up. So how how unbelievable is it that you'll be talking about Harvard, Yale, Columbia, NYU, institutions that cost eighty to 90000 a year to go to that are almost impossible to get into unless mm-hmm. you're a legacy or you pretend to be a rower? Um, um, or you uh, learn the bagpipes. Yeah, you'll we'll write it down. No one will have a check. Um, you, do you ever nearly know if someone is on the bagpipes and can't play it? You can't really tell. It's well, listen, we've already told our son that he should probably learn the bagpipes because because he would have a choice it, in it, schools. But now we we don't care if he plays the bagpipes. Right? It's like chaos. <laughs> right? They just put a bunch of horns in a sack and they said blow. But I mean, it's pretty awesome when you've got some good ones. Oh, I like the sound, but my problem is with Rehearsing? classical music and bagpipes. My uh, dad would put it on the War of 1812 Everture on a track yeah. and make me listen. And I was like, what did I do? <laughs> you know, and then, and then we, that used was to, your punishment. I guess he thought it was my education. <laughs> and then we had, we had a, a bagpipe album. What? Yeah. It was unbelievable. Um, what was the title? Don't know. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was on a turntable. Yeah. I'm like, and then finally we realized this is not dinner music. <laughs> I mean, so, <laughs> So, I mean, I was... Was four- your dad drinking scotch? <laughs> Listen, we're Irish. Ah, right? He owned a bar. That's so, right. So, I mean... Of course. You think you're taking a shot at me. You're actually... It's a documentary. <laughs> but... <laughs> But from the bagpipes to the the schooling, listen, I've I've told my husband maybe maybe our kids need to learn a trade, maybe. Oh, they should always anyway. This yes. is pretty, pretty clear. But I mean, are we going down that road where we're not going to uh, make our kids go to these universities because we're too afraid of the indoctrination? Well, I think so. I think here's the, this is I'm trying to look at the bright side. What happened with the schooling? We started looking over our kids' shoulders. You got Governor Yunkin because he says, I'm going to empower parents to push back on their school and curriculum. Yes. And now the parents are saying, show me your homework. Yes. Show me your homework. What do you think? Excuse me. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, I'm pulling your kid out. We're going to go to a private school. Yes. Now you have uh, about five or six, maybe more states who now give you the Dean family gets the $8,000 that your son would normally get. Well, we don't do that in New York. I know. But in, in theory, that whole... Give the kid the money, let him decide what school yes. is so good on so many Brilliant. levels. Because now the public school says, I'm losing so many students, we gotta change. Yeah. I gotta fire so many teachers, I don't wanna do that. Mm-hmm. So we gotta change. Or we're losing all our people here. So that the free market. Yeah. I, you know, I, my we put our kids in Catholic school during the pandemic because they did not close during the pandemic. And it was one of the smartest things we ever did. And Part of the problem with these the Catholic schools is they're they're not given those opportunities of the government paying, right? Which is something that they're they're doing in Virginia. They're saying, okay, you you decide, parent, where your kids want to go, and we'll give you the money to follow the child. And I think that kind of thinking wins elections. It did, and we're going to see if Virginia responds. Uh, by the time some people download this, we'll have an answer because the election's coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. And we'll see because Glenn Youngkin dug in. I've never seen a governor dig into an election like this. Mm-hmm. He's a one-termer, but he wants to see if he could flip Virginia. He already flipped Virginia as a governor. Can he flip it in the legislature? And then can you still call Virginia blue? Mm. And can Trump or Nikki Haley or uh, Ron DeSantis or Tim Scott, can they flip it? 
if he does, does he run for president? I don't think so. I don't. I don't see it. I mean, for me, if I'm if I'm Glenn, Glenn Youngkin's chief of staff, stay there. I know. I mean, if if DeSantis can't go in and compete with Trump, and Nikki Haley and DeSantis is still thirty five points off, mm-hmm. why would you mess with your perfect record? Why not just wait? And then you could start your own term limited out. You'll be at the midterm two more years. Everyone's going to be mobilized. Listen, I'm just about done here. Now I got the time and the record to run. Mm-hmm. And Trump's gone. Either way, he's gone. There's no way Trump's running again. Right. So, so you don't if have I'm, that. If I'm Youngkin, it makes no sense. And the only reason why I don't know who gets the nomination, I don't know how the public's going to respond to these court cases. I don't know what they are. I, I don't think they're going to have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. But our independence. And if he's trailing by Joe Biden by eight, I mean, that's the biggest catastrophe. Or I'm not saying a Democrat can't lead the country. I'm saying this group can no longer be in charge of anything. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's fully supported Israel, Biden. And I think actually— Janice, look what's happening. He's sending his secretary of state there to push for a pause. Yesterday, when he got a protester at a private fundraiser, he they asked him, please have a ceasefire. Mm-hmm. She goes, I'm Jewish, I'm a rabbi, and I yep. want a ceasefire. And he says, yes, I'm going to push for a pause. Excuse me, you're going to push for a pause. You're not a military guy. Mm-hmm. You hate the military. And you can't tell them to push for a pause. You're going to let them get out. You have Marco Rubio, these experts, say that one of the worst things, Tim Kennedy, one of the worst things you could do right now. Right. And he's getting his marching orders from... The White House. And he's with Joe Biden saw that he's losing the Arab Muslim vote. Wow. And that's why he's changing. So I like what he initially said. Yep. But if those guys blow you off. Wow. Abdullah and Sisi and Ahmad Bouda Abbas, you don't go on that trip. Oh. I would say, or you call him up and say, do you like your billions of dollars of aid? Mm -hmm. You know what political risk I did doing this? Yeah. I'm going over there. How dare you embarrass me? Mm -hmm. Which they did. Don't go anywhere. We'll have more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, so ranking all the books that you've done, which is your favorite? I know it's like picking a child. Do you ever pick a favorite child? No. I feel like it's a balancing Do you pick a favorite dog? No. Because I got a deaf dog, I got a dog with bad legs, and I got this great... This dog, I, this Which new dog? dog we got. Oh, the new one. Okay. The new one. Walks up to me, puts his hand, just wants to play. What? I mean, this dog is over a year old. We'll sit there and we'll, we'll knock you in your back and play tag and just wants to chase you and do stuff. He thinks we're, do- we're dogs. Of course. He's like, now that you're home, now we can play. I love that. Like, I like dogs. Like, you better stop him from doing that. I go, well, he's got a lot of spirit. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, why stop this? What about the other dogs? How do they keep up with the new dog? Well, they, they no longer resent it, but my deaf dog, um, he's very sensitive. If how, do you, you can, how do you communicate with him? You do like a sign language thing? He gets it. Now, what, all I have to do is, I mean, we. this is come, this okay. is stay. Um, that's all you need. So and you are doing say, like oh, uh, yeah. sign yeah, language. You just look at him. 
Okay. By the way, genius. The guy, he opens up a slider with his mouth. A what? Other, the sliding glass door oh. with his mouth. Heavy glass door. Do you have that door. on video? Oh, yeah. I, could, I don't think I ever taped it because we're so used to it. You need to tape that and put it on social media. Yeah, really genius. He was used to on a screen door. Yeah. On a screen door, he put his head. He was the first one, the first one ever. The first one to put his head. They're huge. Uh, the Great Pyrenees. Puts his head and hits down <laughs> and pushes forward. Wow. So he could get out at any time. Yeah. But he, he knows he's got a good deal. <laughs> he knows... The gra- ah, he knows ah. the grass is not greener. Why did you pick this breed of dog? We did not want a Bernese Mountain Dog, and so the girls went to town to research what was like it, because after we lost our Bernese Mountain Dog, Duke, okay. they wanted to quickly get another dog, but they didn't want to get the same one. Okay. So they came up with Great Pyrenees, and I said, if you could find one, and we found one. Yeah. And I go, okay, we ordered it. <laughs> and then I'm like, it's too far in Virginia. So they shipped them to us. I had to go to LaGuardia to... <laughs> Do you ever do that? To pick up a dog? Uh, Lola actually came on a plane from Iowa with, with our breeder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I felt bad, but I'm like, no, not really. I'm not driving all the way to Virginia. <laughs> uh, so the dog came, and they were, they were, they were two puppies. We, I got a call, and I think I told you this. We, we have Rocky. We're all set. Yeah. And they called up, and they said, he's got a brother. They're unbelievably attached. We could Aww. leave him on the farm, but we'd like to give him to you if you want him. <laughs> So I go, he's deaf? Yes. I'm like, okay. So we called a few, few trainers that we knew and said, well, you could do it, especially. And they are. They were unbelievably, they still are attached. When we walk in the house, they'll be like an inch from each other. Oh. Because they, I think they both, one guy knows mm-hmm. he's got bad knees. Yeah. And he's kind of looks he's at, always had bad knees? Yeah, well, he's, had, he's had four knee operations. Oh. And I had to drive him to Cornell to the veterinarian school twice and he had to go checkups. Do you believe this? Wow. Yeah. Is he doing okay? Not really. <laughs> oh, no. But we're trying. We got to, We made him a brace. We're getting him around. Okay. That's good. Uh, where are you going to be and where can people find out about the book? Just if you go to BrianKillMe.com, I don't know if you see my website. <laughs> He's showing me his website. You always... I actually talk about it when I do the weather. That's so funny. And then I'll say back to BrianKillMe.com because okay. I want to support you right. in every way that I can. Sometimes. All the time. Right. You know you're my favorite. You know, I've said that. Do you know they left my mic open today? What happened? So you said it's 36 degrees out. Yeah. And I said, holy crap. I go, I know. I said. You could have said something else. Right. I said, what the hell? Oh. Meaning like, I cannot believe it's still 36 degrees. Yeah. And then How what happened? How good is that? Oh, it's fabulous. Brian is show me, showing me briankillme.com. And it's really, I mean, unbelievable. Right? You don't just have your kids show. doing doing the, the program here. This is like professional. I think so. It's very professional. Look at you, and then you've got your upcoming uh, tickets. What? So you're doing like a- Live like show. A, what? So I do, I talk about everything. Okay. Uh, all the books that we mentioned. I'll, I'll make Booker T the feature. Yes. Everyone who goes gets a book. Fant- is it and signed? And the ticket price, yeah. Oh, it's signed. Yeah, but if you go VIP, you get personal personal time with me. Which, what? Like, that's free for you. Like, this is all free I, for you. Well, you told me I have to pay afterwards. I give you an invoice, but you could just cop Venmo. it. You know what I'll do is I'll give you 20% off. <laughs> <laughs> and so how long do they get to have, like, a meet and greet with you? Half hour, 25 minutes. Really? Yeah, I mean, then is we got there... go before the show. Uh, beverages. Hmm. Food. That would have been a good idea. It's I should have done late. that. Yeah, should have. It's done actually that. not too late. How much of the how much of the VIP? I don't want to lose money on the VIP. Well, that's true. But what I, about bring your own? No, I would not. I would not enforce it. I'm not patting anyone down unless you're attractive. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't. Because say the attractive that. ones are always armed. Now Don knows that he kids like right. This.
Yeah. She knows it. She does. Right. And, and she's th- amazing. And by the way, can I say, doesn't like it? Doesn't like <laughs> you patting them down? Right. No, uh, no. But that's how you met her. And, and that's true. 10th <laughs> grade, was patting down women. A lot of people think I was too forward. <laughs> this is not true about in Brian, five, by the way. I met her in 10th grade. I know you did. Right. That's true. And it was sort of love at first sight. Mm, she, she was dating too. She was dating somebody else at the and time. And you took that as a challenge. True. Did you like the guy? No. Oh, then no. Then I was the next guy she was dating. I well, I am friends with even today. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Does he live in the neighborhood? Not anymore. <laughs> okay. How does she feel about that? Uh, we never talk about it. Well, maybe she needs to come on the podcast. <laughs> she would have a good. You would be the one person that she would come on with because oh. she would trust you. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I am just now. I'm so excited. Will you ask her if she'll come on the podcast? No. Will Will you? Are you going to Nashville? Yeah, I'm going to Nashville. So we're trying to see if she's going to go. The problem is she's saying that I'm going to be working the whole time. But she can hang out with me. I didn't know Because they that. don't have me as busy as you guys. Like, I'm just I gonna... don't think we're that busy. I just think that I could do the radio show, and I got the Saturday show. Does she like to go shopping? Sure. Okay. We could see some sights. Well, you know she's got Wild Willows, which is a boutique. What? Yeah, she has her own clothing store. No. With uh, with Kathy, her partner. How did I not know that? And it's going to be going to be live online. Like could be by the time this airs, but as well as this a walk-in shop. This is a new shop. thing. Year old. Well, of course, I'm going to have her on the podcast so she can talk about this. You and should build do that. up a business. Wild Willows. Just look it up. Wild Willows. And how does she come up with that name? <laughs> That's why I have to have her on the podcast. Her on. What else does she sell there? Oh, it's women's clothing. It's all it's all women's clothing and other you know other things that women like. Hats. You're a hat person? What are you asking? You know I love hats. What is this, 1930? Come on, I'm I'm bringing hats to Nashville. Right. Are you not wearing a cowboy hat? Did you not get the memo? I thought we were wearing tuxes. (laughs) Are you wearing a tux? They asked me if I want a tux. Oh, really? And are you going to wear one? Yeah, if they make it. If they make it. If they make you a tux? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in the rental business. I rent now. Oh, you don't have one? (laughs) I had one, and I wore it, and Dawn's like, what are you doing? I, go, I I bought a tux a long time ago. She right. Goes, you bought that tux? Not anymore. Because I don't wear it. It's so baggy. It's old? Yeah. She's like, it's like too baggy. Like from the 90s. You could probably get alterations. Right. Well, it's gone. But men don't buy a tuxedo because it's going to go out of style at some point. Uh, yeah. I just thought tuxes were tuxes. No, they're not. No. Oh. Uh, are you going to wear a bolo? What's that? It's like a oh, western no. tie. No, I don't. I think Nashville's been totally... Uh, <laughs> Uh, acidified. I mean, it's a city. That's, I mean, we're not. There's no cow. I mean, that's. Not, I mean, there's no. I think they want us to kind of Nashville it up, though. Play it up. The Grand Ole Opry. Have you been there? I'm going to go right now. I'm going to review all the meetings we've had on this. I just did. <laughs> no one said a word to me. Only thing I asked Jen what we're going to be doing, and I think she says we are bringing on the last yes. winner. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I heard. Uh, Jennifer Hegseth, who is organizing this whole would have been important for me to shebang. Say that, yeah, think. that's As absolutely right. It's going to be fun. We're going to be there. Are you going to be signing your book there? Um, yes. Okay, but I don't know where because it's interesting because we're at a different hotel. Unlike oh, I last just heard time, that. Hmm. I know. It's you know what we got to do. Just just we'll just look it up. I'll be somewhere signing. com has everything. Has all the details. You're the best. Thank you for being on the dean's list, and. Thank you for being you. And thank you for being you. Because without you being you, me being me, right. the world would be very different, especially from 6 a.m. to 9 Eastern. Stay within yourself. That's all we ask. 
Thanks again to Brian for stopping by the Fox News Audio Studios to talk about his amazing new book out in stores now, Teddy and Booker T, How Two American Icons Blazed a Path for Racial Equality. It's the latest in a series of really wonderful and entertaining books about great American leaders and their tremendous accomplishments that helped shape our great country. If you would like to find out more about his books, he has many of them, and where you might be able to meet him in a city near you, visit briankillme.com. And make sure to tune in every weekday to see Brian, Ainsley, Steve, Lawrence, Carly, and me on Fox & Friends. Thank you to all of my listeners. If you have someone you think should make the Dean's List, let me know at Janice Dean on Twitter or Janice Dean FNC on Instagram. Or you can rate this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com.